Our second scripture lesson this morning is from the Gospel of Luke, and it is concerning prayer. So let us listen to Luke's Gospel, the 11th chapter, beginning at the first verse. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. Jesus said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. And do not bring us into the time of trial. And Jesus said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived, and I have nothing to set before him. And the friend answers within, Do not bother me. The door has already been locked, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though... He will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend. At least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds, and for everyone who knocks the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, or if the child asks for an egg, would give them a scorpion instead? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Holy and gracious God, we come before you in prayer. We do not always understand what it means to pray, or how to pray, or what happens when we pray. We need your help to pray. So come. Come. We ask your Holy Spirit. Come and speak to us of prayer that which we need to hear, that which will heal our souls. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. You can guess what's coming. 
where we go in Minnesota to the cabin on the lake just slightly a mile away from Maryfield and nine miles from Brainerd there is this radio station called KLKS 100.1 on the FM dial and KLKS has been on the air for 28 years and every summer when we go up there we always tune in to KLKS KLKS your Brainerd Lakes listening area radio station. Now KLKS is an easy listening station and you can hear anything from Engelbert Humperdinck to Johnny Mathis to the Beatles. But it's not necessarily the music for which one listens to KLKS. KLKS makes you feel like it's home. It is a local radio station. The afternoon announcer, John Collins, does things like the lost pet report. <laughs> they have a lost pet hotline. My, my husband heard this for the first time. He was, he was blown away. He just laughed and laughed and went around telling everybody, they have a lost dog report on the radio. People call in to this lost pet hotline, and John Collins announces it on the radio that so-and-so's lost their dog in this area. And sure enough, a few hours later, you will hear that Timmy's dog was found by such and such, and they have been reunited, and there's this whole drama and you're right there. And they tell the weather, and they know each lake for what storm is going to happen. And they know about the turtle races in Niswa and who's being crowned king and queen of the Beanhole Days Festival. Really. When we went up there this summer, we were looking for KLKS, and we can't always remember the call letters and the number, and, and we tried to tune in, and so we went online to just find out what the number was, only to find that KLKS had been sold. And it was like a friend was gone, and we missed it so much. Of course, there are other easy listening stations in the Greater Lakes Brainerd area. But there's that sense that we long for things that are eternal. Kay Lakes was sold and 101 had gone silent. Sometimes when we pray, feels like God has gone silent. We pray, and we pray, and we pray, and it just seems like nothing happens. God has gone silent. Sometimes when we pray and pray and pray, and nothing happens, people tell us, well, sometimes God says no. And that's true sometimes, right? And we thank God for it later. Like when we pray that 
the certain boy will ask us out and we'll get married and live happily ever after and we pray for that and hope for that. And then we find out that really this would not have been a good thing. It would in fact have been a very bad thing. And so we thank God for unanswered prayer. And of course if we pray to win the lottery, we can understand that God might say no to that. But if we pray for the healing of a loved one, and that doesn't happen, how can we say that God said no? That would just be cruel. And I would rather have no God than a God who would say no to that. So what is this thing, prayer? Jesus' disciples must have seen him. We know they saw him healing people and teaching and showing this amazing authority and authenticity. And we know we, they saw him going up by himself to pray. And so they said, teach us. John taught his disciples, give us something. And Jesus gave them his prayer. He said, say these words. And it really is a prayer from the heart of Jewish mysticism and justice. Jesus is never mentioned. The virgin birth is never mentioned. The Trinity is never mentioned. What is mentioned and what goes out from this prayer is justice and hope. Jesus says, start with Father. Come to God as God's beloved children. Put your place as you pray before God as one of God's very own. And the Apostle Paul comes to realize and he says that when we pray, Father, it is already the Spirit of God praying in us. That as soon as we pray, Father, the Spirit of God is in us and praying through us and for us, for us and with us and out into the world by us, just with that first word, Father. For that is what we are, children of God and heirs of God's salvation. When we pray, Hallowed be thy name, we are praying to that which is holy, that which is more, that which is greater than who we are and what we are, that is beyond something bigger, whose children we are. Thy kingdom come. What is God's kingdom but justice and mercy? What is God's kingdom but healing and clean air for the planet and wholeness for our bodies? What is God's kingdom but everyone having enough? 
And when we pray that, the Holy Spirit is really praying that for us and through us and with us. Give us this day our daily bread, not me. It's this corporate prayer. Again, from that heart of Jewish mysticism, when the people were wandering in the desert and they got mad at Moses, remember, because they left Egypt where they always had enough to eat, and here they were out in the desert and there was no food and they got really angry. And um, so God had manna fall from heaven. It was there. But there was something special about this manna. And do you remember what that was? There was only enough for that day. And if they saved it, what happened to it? It got rotten. Now, you got to wonder why God would do that. But the whole wilderness wandering thing was about God teaching the people how to trust him. And so here was this very graphic experience of, I will give you enough. I will give you enough, all of you enough, for each day. And that's what we pray for. For everybody, as children of God, for all God's children. And, you know, Matthew's prayer is longer but Luke, you know, is shorter, so it's a little simpler. So if you're really hurried and saying the Lord's Prayer sometime, you can get out Luke's and just pray. <laughs> just pray Luke's part. Luke then goes on to say, Forgive us our sins as we forgive those indebted to us. Uh, you know, as we forgive those indebted to us. And when we pray the Lord's Prayer, and you're praying with um, Presbyterians and Methodists and Lutherans, you never know exactly what's going to happen when you get to that whole sin and debtors and trespassers part. I always prepare for the Methodists, who are, I think it's the Methodists who do the trespasses. So that when I'm praying and I pray debts because I'm Presbyterian and we get it right, I always just wait for all of the SSSSS to die down in the trespasses so I can go on with the debtors and while they do even more in their trespasses. But Luke does this really interesting thing where he says, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who's indebted to us. And so Luke has got this whole thing about debt and sin all in the same prayer. He combines it, but there are no trespasses, I will say that. And in the history, when one was indebted, you sold yourself into slavery. You became a slave for your debt. And so, if you forgave someone their debt, you let them go free. So there really is that monetary justice thing about letting people go free. But there's also the forgiveness of sin and not being enslaved to our sin. And so Luke combines both of those in that really awesome way. 
lead us not into the time of trial. My favorite author of mine, John Dominic Croissant, who just love. What he says is that if we're praying this whole prayer about justice and enough for the world, and that dailiness and that need as children all together, then the temptation is often to violate that for which we've prayed. By having too much? Or as he thinks, violently trying to get more than we need. So the Holy Spirit is praying with us and through us, and there's this whole broadcast of hope from God. Do you get the metaphor? That signal of love and justice coming out from God. And as soon as we open our hearts and we ask and we pray, the Holy Spirit is there. And we can't pray without the Holy Spirit, and it's the Holy Spirit enabling us to pray and to pray all of these things for ourselves and for each other and for the world so that each one of us becomes these little broadcast stations spreading out God's love and hope for our world in this incredibly hopeful prayer that Jesus gives to us. And then Jesus commands us, ask, for what you need. And search and knock. And God will give you what? The Holy Spirit. It makes us heirs and children of God and collaborators with God in this whole project of hope and healing for ourselves and our loved ones, and all people, and all creation. Also on my vacation, we spent two weeks with my family in Minnesota, and then we drove, and we spent another week with my husband's family in West Virginia. We did so much family we are familyed up for a long time. But we got to spend some time with um, my husband's brother, Carl, and if you've seen him, you know that he is the slightly taller version of my husband. And Carl is a DJ at a radio station in New Jersey, and the radio station is called The Rat. W-R-A-T. The rat rocks. Now, this is not easy listening music. It is what Carl likes to call hard rock. So think morning drive time in a hard rock radio station, and the guy who's cracking all the jokes, and that's my brother-in-law, Carl. And... Um, the Rat won an award, the highest broadcasting award that you can 
win in the state of New Jersey from the Broadcast Association for the RAT's coverage of Hurricane Sandy. The RAT is in Point Pleasant, New Jersey, on the Jersey Shore. And if you remember, that's directly where the hurricane hit. And so they knew it was coming, and they prepared. And so the radio station was broadcasting out the weather warnings and the evacuations and telling people to get out of there. But the real work that the radio station did was after the storm. And Carl came in the next morning. He went home during the storm. He came back the next morning, and the devastation was overwhelming. The boats that they put up for the winter already, one was on top of a bridge. One of his colleagues who he worked with, house was gone. And now, there he had a voice. And he started, he just opened up the phone lines, like that pet hotline. He opened up the phone lines and said, what do you need? We can help. And people started calling in, and they said, we need water. And somebody else would call in, and they would say, you can get water at the first, at the Red Cross station on this corner. People would call in, and they would say, that was the next day, there was a whole progression, they would say, we need food. Where can we get food? And somebody else would call in, and they would tell, you know, you can get food here, and there's a line for food over there, and people were connected and getting what they needed, and that was what Carl was most proud of, was the way in which the radio station was connecting people and making community, that they were broadcasting hope, and people began to broadcast that to each other. A friend was standing in a very long food line, and he heard somebody say, geez, I really need batteries, and somebody else, a perfect stranger, said, well, you know, if you call a rat, they can tell you where to get that. And other people started chiming in and saying, yeah, I called the rat, and I got fuel. I got this, or I got that. And so 20 people all of a sudden are telling each other where to get help and where to find hope. And these people are connected in this way to get through this storm. And that's the Holy Spirit. Carl was also saying that, you know, part of the job of that morning drive team, and this, you know, this, what do you need? We can help, went on for at least two weeks. And Carl said, you know, you can only cry so much. So that, you know, his job was to crack jokes. And when there was a riot at the Whole Foods, you know, they did this whole bit on, you know, people in loafers having a riot at the Whole Foods. <laughs> sort of what would that look like? Um, our communications coordinator, Heather Brady, who's going to start a week from tomorrow, also works at a radio station. She works at WTOP. And she was, happened to be there the night the derecho hit. You guys remember the derecho from last summer. I was in Minnesota. I don't think people were really prepared for that storm. And so when it hit, there wasn't really very many people at WTOP. 
and Heather was there, and she was manning the social media board. And when the electricity went out, they had no way of, of connecting. And so they got out their cell phones, and they started calling their friends in various areas, and people started to report in things like, listen, I see the storm coming and approaching from the east, and I am in the 20015 area code. And that's how they kept tweeting and announcing the storm. The storm, the progress of the storm was tweeted. And Heather, when we asked her what she was most proud of from her work at WP, it was that night when she was able, by social communication, to form community and broadcast hope. God is the signal that is sent out from eternity to eternity. And that's the Holy Spirit. And that's what comes to us when we open our mouths or think in our heads, Father. And this broadcast of hope spreads in us and it spreads out of us and prays for us. And we come here to this broadcast station, CCPC, and we cry back to God. We call in when we need help, when someone's in need or someone's really sick. We call in here and we call back to God through that channel, that Holy Spirit. And we act as kind of, what do you need? We can help. And we create community, and the Holy Spirit creates community through us, and then we broadcast that out into the world to other people in need. So ask and seek and knock because the Holy Spirit is always there for eternity. Amen.